Hi, and welcome to Sleeves Rolled Up. I'm your host, Julia DeRota. When faced with the serious and complex needs of people in our society, many throw their hands up in exasperation. At the Salvation Army, however, we roll up our sleeves and get to work. In this podcast, you'll hear from people who are determined to see people's lives transformed through their respective roles within the Salvation Army. State of the Nation is a comprehensive report released each year by our Social Policy Unit that measures outcomes that impact on the well-being of the communities, whānau and individuals that the Salvation Army works with. In today's mini-episode, we chat to Salvation Army Social Policy Analyst Paul Barber about his work authoring the Work and Income section of the report. We talk about the effects the economy and the pandemic has had on low-income and vulnerable households, the need for benefit levels to be looked at again, and we touch on some good news regarding the overall employment levels. We hope you find this episode interesting. Thanks so much for joining us today, Paul. We really appreciate you taking the time to record this episode. So first of all, can you just tell um, anyone who's listening a bit about your background and what your role is within um, SPPU? Yeah, kia ora, Julia. It's a real privilege to be part of this. Um, my, my background um, is uh, a life out in, in the Christian church. Um, I'm one of three uh, policy analysts in our social policy and parliamentary unit team. Um, my background is uh, I studied uh, commerce and, and worked in, in that area for a few years before I went and studied um, theology and social ethics. And I've been working for the most of the past 25 years in faith-based NGOs and social sector organisations and have been with the social policy unit um, for about two and a half years now. And cool. I guess, you know, I can think, you know, my involvement in this work is around, you know, really real desire um, for that vision of God's um, commonwealth of peace and justice mm-hmm. to be made real. Mm-hmm. Thanks for that. So you authored a number of sections of the report. Uh, today we're just going to be focusing on the section on work and incomes and employment. So what are some of the key findings from that section that you'd like to highlight? Well, this section is one with the most, what you might call, good news mm-hmm. <laughs> of our report. Um, we looked at, we look at five areas, and, and when you look at uh, employment and has increased uh, mm-hmm. over the past year, unemployment has decreased, incomes have uh, gone up, and also income support and welfare has also increased. Um, the only area where we've really judged it uh, as an overall decrease has been around the levels of hardship. And I think that uh, kind of um, does give some sense of uh, both the, the positives and the negatives that have been happening mm-hmm. over the past year. Mm-hmm. Were you surprised to see that the number of people employed had increased last year despite the extended Auckland regional lockdown? Yeah, I think that was a surprise for most people. It, it almost doesn't kind of make sense mm. when you think we've gone through a really tough economic time. Um, we even had a, a, a recession, or at least a, a negative growth in our economy in the September quarter. And that same quarter, we had record low unemployment. And um, you, you, it was not expected that it would be that low. Uh, and I think it's been a reflection of the positive impacts of the health response that mm-hmm. has to the pandemic that's seen people able to stay healthy and engaged with the workforce. We've also seen that uh, the the government was prepared to um, give support through mm. the wage subsidy and other employment mm. support schemes so that people have, you know, employment levels have remained uh, high and they've been tending not to let people go. Mm. Employers let people go, trying to keep people employed. Yeah. 
that's that's great. That's really great news. And I mean, I don't think we can talk about recession and COVID uh, without talking about inflation and the impact that's having on on our lower income households. And it's, that's probably going get, to start getting worse. Yes, that's I guess the da- the 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 mm, darker mm, side. The, the, yeah. the, the that's we're facing right now is that there is the first time for at least two decades that we have uh, inflation having a real impact. Uh, it's been affecting the sort of the second half of 2021 particularly, and it affects those obviously who are on the, the lowest incomes, those who mm. are, are on the fixed incomes, uh, those receiving welfare benefits and superannuation and the like. Mm. Um, and it may be temporary, we hope. It may begin to ease in the middle of this year, 2022. Uh, but because much of what's causing the inflation is what we might, what's been called imported inflation, where it's costs of things that we mm. buy overseas. Obvious one is petrol at the yes, at petrol the pump and mm. other uh, you know commodities and things that we import. Um, we're a little bit at the mercy of what happens in other parts of the world right now, as far as living costs. So, and we need to be mindful of that. That if we're responding to the needs of people who are most impacted and most mm. marginalised by that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So despite the government increasing core welfare benefits in July 2021, increased government hardship assistance grants have signalled that the, the pressure on people hasn't actually eased. And there is large investment in a range of initiatives to improve food security in communities, that, and that's beginning to show signs of improvement, with a few less households reportedly running out of food. Um, can you talk about benefit levels and, you know, are they acceptable at the moment? Is it enough for people to live on? What's what's the issues around that? Yeah, I think the good the good news is that there have been um, increases in welfare mm. benefits, and they have really been benefiting people uh, who are really struggling. Mm. Um, we're also promised, uh, you know, it was announced in May last year, but um, further welfare increases aren't coming into effect till April. Mm. Um, and the the challenge is that. The kind of increases that have been given were actually um, think uh, around levels that were me- recommended four years ago, mm. based on sort of 2018 work that was done for the Welfare Expert Advisory Group, and we're, so we've been playing catch up. And unfortunately, the uh, inflation impacts mean we're going to have to keep uh, supporting people uh, because that's the right thing to do, and it means that people can live with some dignity. Mm. We, there are some people who have done very, very well out of this pandemic, but the group of people that the Salvation Army works with and that are, we're really concerned about are those yeah. who are really struggling. Yeah. And um, welfare benefits need to be set around, we believe, set around a level that is demonstrably adequate. So, yes. And there have been, it's been quite a lot of work done about um, working out how what is an adequate income. Mm. And we believe that uh, welfare benefits still fall short of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess one uh, part of that discussion too about adequacy is 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 the whole sense of we've been um, involved in providing food parcels and, and the food banks, the food security work of the past 30 years. Uh, this pandemic's seen a real opportunity to change how we do that work. And it's been a positive out of a very negative mm. time for people. We've seen uh, emergence of, of more access to different food in different ways. We've seen local food networks coordinating 
uh, we've seen food recovery work uh, brought in and we've had uh, the, the government school lunches program greatly expanded. Mm. All those things um, are, going, are beginning to have an impact, but we're on a long journey here, unwinding um, decades mm. of uh, undermining of people's capacity to uh, mm. control their mm. own you know, de- destinies. Yeah. And, uh, but mm. we do see some hopeful signs. I mean, uh, yeah. before, before the Auckland lockdowns, uh, uh, a New Zealand um, health survey was showing that our households were reporting running out of food less often. Whether that's continued <clears throat> since August, Mm. Um, yeah, is an open question. <laughs> and even if those numbers are down from 2020, were well, that still nearly 30% higher than they were pre-COVID, right? So there's still a lot of people. That's right. I mean, the Salvation Army's f- food yes. parcels themselves are still 30% above pre-COVID levels, yeah. and not uh, the same level as in 2020. But certainly, uh, we're still seeing that higher level of mm. need, mm. and that's what we need to be mindful in going forward. Yeah. So with Obviously, we're in early twenty twenty now, and Omicron is a big is a big deal. What are we What are we expecting to see with the Salvation Army food banks? Yeah, I think this is the challenge for all in, in the communities where we're working is that we're going to have to keep uh, supporting people working under the red traffic light system. Mm. What's been amazing to see is how we've managed to adjust the way we work to to meet people's needs in many ways in those settings. Um, and I think it's provided uh, a chance. Again, we're going to have to be prepared to be in for the long haul. We're going to have to need to keep pushing for greater support for those mm-hmm. who have not done well in this time of pandemic. And mm-hmm. uh, and just remember, you know, some of the groups who've been uh, most impacted. It's been interesting when we've seen we've got record low unemployment, yet uh, some. And for a real positive has been uh, that the Pacific unemployment rate has dropped mm-hmm. uh, faster Great. And, and has shown improvement. Mm. But Māori and young and people yeah. um, are those who have not benefited as much. Yeah. And if we're at a point in our society where we've got really low unemployment and yet we're still unable to find a place young people mm. um, at the beginning of their working lives into, uh, in, into employment... Mm. Um, it does raise some questions about how That's our right. employment markets work. That's working. right. So I've heard of a program called Mana and Mahi. Um, mm. Can you tell us a bit, a bit about that? Um, it's one a government program that's right. run to uh, focus to support young people into employment right. who are relying on, uh, who are mm. you know engaging with the welfare system. Mm-hmm. It's one example of the good little things or the good programs that are that are having some impact we probably need to do more yes. and it's going to need a range of different mm. responses because uh, it's going to need to respond to young people's in, in different contexts mm. around the country and mm. in different kinds of communities mm-hmm. uh, but we can't do uh, what what's disappointing at this stage is that uh, we are, are still seeing about 70,000 young people who are not in employment education mm. or training and um, they're part of the future of our country, mm. so we need to work harder to try and include it's them. It's a big number. Yeah. yeah. Big number. Lots of work to do. So um, we're going to keep these episodes short and snappy. So is there anything else you wanted to touch on uh, before we finish up? I think I would just leave, want to leave with that kind of hopeful message that mm. um, we've, 
we know as a, we are actually a wealthy country that has been able to manage well through this pandemic. Um, there is no reason why we can't continue to reduce and even eliminate poverty and hardship in this country as part of our pandemic response. And that would be the message that mm. I guess we would I'd want to close with is we can do this um, and we can uh, and we've proven already that we mm. can make changes that make a difference for people in the midst of a tough time. Absolutely. So if you're wanting to read more about the work and income section of the report, you can read that online. Just go to www.salvationarmy.org.nz and go to the research and policy section of the website and you'll see the report there. Um, And I'll also link the report in the show notes um, as well. So thank you, Paul, for your time. Uh, We will be speaking to you again for another couple of sections um, on the report. So keep an eye out for those episodes. And yeah, thanks again for your time. Thank you.